Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're doing great. Hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. We're at the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com. Hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com. It's the way that tire buying should be. Um, we got a lot to get to this hour. I think you'll truly enjoy. We continue to recap everything we saw and some things we just wonder about from um, – the NFL playoffs. Dante Whitner is going to join us. Of course, he played 11 years as a defensive back in the NFL, three-time Pro Bowler. He's an analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area. So, obviously, he was at and watching the Niner game yesterday. Their come-from-behind win over the Lions. We'll ask him about Dan Campbell's decisions. We'll ask him about Brock Purdy. We'll ask him about that uh, what, what adjustments Steve Wilkes made because, man, they were giving up points like water in the first half and, uh, and, and changed something, something, at the half. Before we get to that, though, let's do a little love and hate on a Monday. What did you love? God, I love you. And what did you hate? Meet these player haters. Okay, love and hate. Let's start. Let's start with. Hmm. I'm going to start with Dan Beyer. Dan Beyer, tell me something you love. From, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I heard Dan Byer was available. He's not available currently. Let's start with uh, you, Jason Stewart. What'd you love? You know what I love this weekend? What? I love seeing uh, Steve Spagnola get his due. Um, he had an amazing scheme for the Ravens. You can put as much of it on Lamar or what have you or Zay Flowers, but 
Uh, Spagnola, especially that first half, was spot on. And I had read something last week that really piqued my interest, that John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, said that it's kind of a shame that Steve Spagnola has not gotten that second chance. Remember, he was the Rams head coach. And you just never hear him in the mix for jobs. Um, and it really stinks because – he could win his third Super Bowl with the Chiefs. He won one with the Giants. And yesterday after the after the game, you just heard commentator after commentator praise the guy. Um, so it's good to see when someone who has paid their dues and put that much time in and still has it going and is still on his game gets their due credit. So Steve Spagnola, uh, congratulations. Okay. Um, Elena, what did you love from the weekend? Um, well, I definitely loved how you said my name right there. That was creative. <laughs> let's, let's Lorena, say that. Sorry. <laughs> Lorena. Um, I definitely loved how close the San Francisco 49ers game was. I was on my toes the whole time. And you know what's crazy is since I don't technically root for either team, every time a team was doing good, I would just scream of excitement. Ricky, our producer from the other room came in. He's like, Lorena, who are you voting for? Or rooting for, is that the word? Rooting for, yeah. <laughs> rooting no, people do for? say voting for. I, I've, I've never, but yes. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I loved. Dan Beyer? The uh, Niners won the New Hampshire primary last week, so it was awesome that they were able to uh, to get that uh, to get that edge heading into the NFC Championship game. I'm going to be completely honest. Not a lot went right for me in sports this past weekend. I did not want a Super Bowl rematch from just a couple of years ago. We got a Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Ohio State got drubbed in college hoops by Northwestern on Saturday night. It wasn't even close. Uh, the uh, I showed up at the golf course to hit uh, golf balls. In the uh, I read the time wrong on the email, Doug, uh, where the uh, range actually closed much earlier than I anticipated on what was a gorgeous day on Saturday. So I'm going to go to food. And uh, was in the grocery store uh, about a week or so ago, and Sweet Baby Ray's threw out a, a Nashville hot chicken sort of sauce. I love a good Sweet Baby Ray's. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Let's let's try it. I, they've you know expanded with some some buffalo flavors over the last couple of years. We know their great array of sauces that they've got for barbecue sauce. My wife last night made some cornflake chicken with the Nashville. Hot sauce of the or the and? Nashville sauce, and? magnificent, delicious. It was the okay. biggest win I could have imagined uh, this weekend. So, kind of finding a new recipe, something new to maybe put into the uh, you know into the weekly, monthly menu. The uh, cornflake Nashville chicken my wife made last night, huge win. Okay, and the mashed um, potatoes we bought, by the way, were a different brand, and they were better than the other brand that we had bought previously. So, wait, you guys buy mashed potatoes? I I will sometimes pick up, yeah, just uh, you know, like a tray of it, real quick, throw some cheddar cheese in there, whip it up, and the normal brand that we buy, which shall remain nameless, it's always been kind of mid, but it fits the bill. Tried a different kind this time; it was a winner, so it was all good on that that end. Well, I'm, I'm making mashed potatoes tonight by myself. No help from any companies, but I, I I'll take any advice. My my daughter, her specific is she wants a little bit of cream, like basically a stick of butter, ton of pepper, a little bit of salt, and then she adds a little more salt. Anyway, that's her that's her jam with her mashed potatoes. Uh, some I love from the weekend. Wow. Um, 
You know, I I I love this element to it. Um, I love being right. That's really kind of what it comes down to. I love being right. And I felt like I was right on Lamar and I was right on Purdy. And I know Purdy won and he played well in the comeback. And so people would sit there and go like, well, no, you're a Purdy hater. Like, no, we've gotten to this place to where anytime you give any sort of reasonable, uh, reasonable um, analysis or opinion on somebody that's not 100% positive, you're a hater. Didn't say that at the time. But obviously super competitive dude and... I love the competitive fight in the Niners where they didn't lay down. And there was all those numbers about how Shanahan hadn't led a team in a comeback. And, you know, up until last game, now they come back two consecutive games. I, I, I think that historical stuff is a bit of nonsense. I understand some of it's the style of his offense. But I love I loved being right about both of those quarterbacks. All right, give me something you hated. Absolutely hated. Start with you, Jason Stewart. You know what I hated? I hated seeing the way the Lions lost. Like, if the Lions would have just played a regular game and gone back and forth or maybe lost on a field goal, it, w- it would have been so much more palatable, I think, for everybody involved. But it was – I'm not even a supporter of the team, and the way they lost was so frustrating and depressing. I mean, if you think about it, it comes down to like six things that happened in that second half that don't usually happen. I think Reynolds has been a sure-handed receiver all season long. And he drops two huge passes. I don't think Gibbs is a fumbler. I, I was reading where he, you know there are fumblers and there are non-fumblers, and he's not a fumbler. And he fumbled the ball. I don't know if you saw that punt late in the game that was like an eighty-yard punt that went right into the air at the one-yard line, Doug, and then it went in for a touchback. Like everything that could go wrong did go wrong. The Niners seized that opportunity, but it was just so uh, heart-wrenching to see everything go wrong for the Lions in that second half. Uh, Okay. What about you there, Lorena? Uh, For me, Doug, it's not necessarily sports-related. I got off work late Saturday night, and I wanted to go in the hot tub at my house. Uh, But there was a car on fire right outside, and the smell from it was so overwhelming. Like It was the worst thing I've ever 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 smelled it was absolutely horrible i hated it was there a body in it why, why did it smell so bad i don't know i think it was just the burning rubber and the, the sure. whole engine bay you know i didn't yes, see any bodies i was hoping for an explosion though you were hoping for an explosion yeah i wanted to see some big flames um okay dan buyer <laughs> there was a couple months ago a car in our street had blown up in flames our neighbor, two houses down, at his vehicle start on fire. It's crazy. I uh, I kind of touched on a lot of it. I will of of what went wrong because so much did. I really didn't have a dog in the fight of the Chiefs Ravens, and I'll piggyback on on Jason's point about the Lions when they lost to the uh, Washington Redskins. How many years? You know, thirty two years ago, they weren't really in that game. So it's not like oh, what could have been. This is going to live with them, and it happened so quickly. It wasn't even a slow burn. It was boom, 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 boom. And heck, we're there 10 minutes in the fourth quarter, and now the Lions are trailing in the game. So just how that played out. And I just, I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're going to get back. I hated it. I did not like it. I wanted Detroit to win. Detroit was the only team that I had a, that I felt like I was actually pulling for this past weekend. And to see how it happened, to see how it fell apart was 
just disappointing. Well, I'll just I'll say this about uh, I loved how quickly it came apart because it's it's a great lesson. Like anybody who's ever been really in sports, you know, like it it does come at you fast. Momentum can and you're like, wait, we're down now. What the hell just happened? Well, call timeout, make it stop. Like you can't really make it stop. It just kind of happens. So, um, yeah, I I think that one's. That, to me, I have the opposite opinion, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, my what I hate, I hate the negativity towards the Kelsey and Taylor Swift kiss. And I'll tell you why. Because I was having, I was on the phone last night, and everybody's talking about it, right? And then we pretend like we don't talk about it. And they're like, well, that was an awkward kiss between him and her. I'm like, okay, so then um, Olivia Cupo, that's the fiancé of... of uh, What's his name? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. C-Mac. Right? They had a little smooch. It wasn't, they weren't making out. It wasn't something from storybooks. You know, Brock Purdy made out with his fiance as well. So it's just interesting. Like, we're going to pick apart their kiss to see if their relationship is real, but we're not picking out Olivia Cupo and Christian McCaffrey. I just hate that stuff. Like, I've never really liked the inviting the wags down anyway and all the other people. But everyone does it. It happens every time. So why is it some negative thing when we show him and Taylor Swift? That's the part I don't get. I will say this, and I and I truly do mean this. My wife was never a sports fan, yep. and she tried to get into it early in our relationship. And I think she still wants to, but it's just life happens and it doesn't happen. She has been more interested because of this story, and it actually has been a positive. I've actually enjoyed that. In now, she didn't sit there and break down the entire three hours of the game, but she has over the last couple of months been like, "Oh, do the you know the Chiefs playing or hey, the Chiefs won." That has actually been kind of neat. So I've enjoyed that. Would yeah. you say? Would you say that um, Taylor Swift has been kind of saved over the last couple of weeks? In other words, if the Chiefs would have gone out last week. After having their worst regular season in this in this dynasty run, and Mahomes underperforming, Kelsey's numbers were not great. I think she would have gotten a lot of the blame, fair or not, for the distraction she caused. These two wins and and the trip to the Super Bowl almost kind of completely nullifies that narrative. So, good for her. And these two games that he's played uh, really have arguably arguably been the best two games he's played all season. Right, which takes away from the distraction idea. Although he was clearly tired and distracted when he went all down way down to Argentina. Sure, that was that's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I inarguable. Agree with that. In inarguable. Um, did Brock Purdy? How would you how would you describe how Brock Purdy played yesterday, Dan? I. I'll tell you what, when his his scrambles on third down uh, when they needed it, uh, I thought he was, I thought he was clutch in that aspect and made plays when uh, they needed him to make plays, but just did it with his legs. Yeah, I would agree. He's he's more clutch than good. That's how I would. Yeah, that that's how I would. Uh, that's how I would describe it. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. So um, there is something to guys that you can't quantify with arm strength, with overall speed, with size. And while I'm sure there's lots of you who uh, think I beat up on Brock Purdy when I just didn't think he was an MVP candidate, you know, competitive greatness, being great when greatness is called upon, is something that is a definitely intangible quality that came out yesterday for Brock Purdy. Here's Kyle Shanahan talking about Purdy's performance. thought it was the difference between winning and losing. Um, he made some big plays with his legs, getting out of the pocket, moving the chains in some first downs, getting some explosives. Uh, he competed his ass off today, and it wasn't easy for any of us, but uh, he kept grinding and uh, was unbelievable there in the second half. You know, the Ayuk throw, which was that amazing deflected catch, was a bad bad decision, bad throw, uh, ended up being okay. His guys did help him out. Um, you know, McCaffrey only 90 yards rushing, but some, some key important uh, first downs. And look, he had to spread the ball all around, you know. Debo had, what, nine targets, Ayuk eight, but only caught three of them. C-Mac uh, had five with four catches. Um, you know, Kittle only had three, th- uh, three with two catches. It was not a thing of beauty, but they figured it out, and they were helped out. Obviously, Lions' big fumble helped them out. Um, but I, like, look, I would, I think he has all of those attributes you want. 
but there are some limitations with his size and, and overall like arm talent. So does it work in San Francisco? Clearly the answer is yes. Will it win him a Super Bowl? I don't know. Because as much as he won him the game, both the past two games, would they have been behind if they had somebody else? I don't know. The, the greatest compliment anybody can give you, Kyle Shanahan gave his quarterback. He competed. Coaches don't often talk about how good somebody is, how how inept they are. They, they just want dudes that want to compete. And that is definitely a quality that I think Brock Purdy shows he has. Uh, all right, let's get you to uh, our special guest. Dante Whitner joined us. He plays 11 years a defensive back in the NFL, most notably played with the Bills, and he played with the Niners. Now, he's an analyst for NBC Sports Bay Area. We love having the former Pro Bowler on. Give us his unvarnished opinion on the games. Um, okay, let's start with the Niners' defense. What changed at halftime, Dante? Because you go back to the Packers and their ability to run the football outside the numbers, and then the first half, I mean, Detroit kind of had their way with the Niners. What did the Niners change at the half? Well, they got back to fundamentals. And in the first half, they committed every cardinal sin in the run game that you can commit. And that starts with setting the edge. Nick Bosa, Chase Young, they both lost contain multiple times. And that's when uh, uh, Gibbs and Montgomery was getting to the outside of the defense. And then the secondary contain, having a young nickelback like Diamador Lenore, not having secondary contain, corners not getting off blocks, that's why you get dominated in the run game. And then when you're pursuing the football, if a defender goes underneath a block and doesn't fight over top and turn it back into the teeth of the defense, you're going to get gashed again. So uh, up front, not getting off blocks, disengaging, that's a a recipe for uh, giving up 140 yards on the ground in the first half. And that's all they did in the second half was get back to basics. They did go to some simulated blitzes. So when you look at that Nick Bosa first sack, um, they did some things where they stood Chase Young up, Dre Greenlaw off the ball. They showed four, the protection turned left, and Dre Greenlaw, Nick Bosa comes free, play cover two behind it. That's how they were able to get off the field on fourth down. And then being able to come away with a big turnover in the fourth down stop. So they just got back to fundamentals and – the want to, and that's what defense is, the want to get the ball carrier on the ground. What do you think about the decisions Dan Kell made on going for it? Well, he acted like he was playing against his eight-year-old nephew and Matt, right? When you go for it on fourth down like that, and um, the players, the organization, and the coaching staff, they, they, they trust you with their best interests, and you make those type of bonehead calls, you pretty much deserve the move. So he risked it too much. He did it all season. They just caught up with him. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I, I think, and, and you tell me if I'm wrong, like he didn't say anything about analytics, so I think it was just he went by feel. But on the road in the playoffs, my biggest issue was you're up 24 to 10. That's the one you got to kick. You got to go up 17 and keep, keep scoring points. You know what they say? They say pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. Sure. And he got greedy in those moments, and he got slaughtered. And he let down the city of Detroit. He let down the Detroit Lions franchise and those players in that locker room. So if it's anybody to point the blame on, you point the blame on Dan Campbell. You take the points in that situation. You go up 17. Hopefully your defense can get a stop, come away with a turnover, and then you're really sitting pretty. So they had the game in their hands, but it slipped out. 
Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Brock Purdy, uh, honest assessment of his play. MVP this year. With the way that Lamar Jackson played, with the way that, um, you know, he's played all year long, leading every statistical category, three runs in that second half for first downs, that's a true testament of a quarterback. When your team needs it, no matter if you need to throw the ball, take a hit, stand in there, get outside the pocket, improvise, he put on a show last night. The first half wasn't as smooth as he would like it to be, but in the second half, I believe he went, what, 13 of 16 for 175, a touchdown, and three big runs on the ground. Brock Purdy is my MVP. All right. Um, why the struggles against the Packers? Why the struggles in the first half against the Lions? Well, I think the struggles versus the Packers were a combination of Russ coming off that long layoff, and even in Week 16, before the bye week, majority of the starters didn't play, and there's a difference between practice speed, game speed, and preparation. Sure. So I would say that. And then Brock Purdy has an eight and five eighth inch hand in the rain, and you could see it that he wasn't comfortable gripping the football. He had a lot of low throws, high throws, but. Just to pulling the ball down in the red zone, getting the 49ers closer to a touchdown. Brock Purdy showed that he has it. And then the struggles yesterday, uh, I'm not really sure why. I think you have to give some credit to the Detroit Lions. That defense played phenomenal in the first half. They set the edge, had those defensive ends very wide. The cornerbacks played a lot better than I thought that they would play. They came away with a turnover. Um, but there's prevailed. They figured it out, and that's what championship teams do. In the second half yesterday, the defense and offense in the second half, they pretty much had to play perfect on both sides of the ball. Um, they had to come away with some big stops on defense, some fourth down stops, get the ball back for the offense. And then the 49ers' offense, they had to put touchdown drives together. Uh, I saw a stat that said the 49ers had 10 possessions in the second half and first two playoff games, and eight of those 10 have come away with points. And I think six of them were touchdowns. So it's about putting it together when it matters, and that's what great teams do. That's what championship teams do. Um, you mentioned Lamar Jackson. Uh, is it is it fair to say, as of now, he's not good enough throwing from the pocket to get you to a Super Bowl, let alone win one? I'm not going to go that far, but I'm going to say there is a huge difference between regular season football and playoff football every step of the way. And the things that you can do during the regular season to a lot of the mediocre teams, um, the great teams are going to figure out a way to stop you. And that's what Kansas City did yesterday. They didn't rush past the quarterback. They didn't have a huge disparity in their run, in their, in their gaps. The secondary played phenomenal and came away with the win. So, yeah, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens thought they were just going to walk through the playoffs and on to a Lombardi trophy, and they had another thing coming. The Kansas City Chiefs has that championship DNA, and you can never overlook those guys. Hey, Dante, great stuff as always, man. Can't wait to see you in uh, Vegas, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Your analysis is always, always respected here. Thanks for being our guest. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. I'm just sitting there, like, jotting down notes, listening to him. Like, man, this is so good. You got anything else break in the last 30 seconds? Um, no. Nothing no. else you want to get to? Yes. You know, wax poetic well, at all. No, you know, we did get a we we did get a tweet about uh, this is from uh, uh, Jason, and he sent it to uh, to you and me, saying that uh, and I'll and I'll 
read the whole thing. I love you, but dang, Purdy played great. It was a great game. He played better than Lamar Mahomes, and not by much. Goff, too. They don't win without him. Sorry you can't see, but he's the quarterback that they needed. Well, I, again, was, I, I, I don't remember saying he played, played poorly in the first half. They weren't great. And he helped lead him in a comeback. But, like, my, my issue has been and continues to be that I just, the tangibles there, I think, eventually will catch up with him. I just do. I thought yesterday was the perfect depiction of what Brock Purdy means to the 49ers, what he means to the NFL. And this on the heels of the NFL award finalist that we had last week of, again, Purdy is a finalist for MVP. He's not a finalist for Offensive Player of the Year. And sometimes these things can get mixed and you know construed a different way. But you do have three guys who are up for both. And you have Christian McCaffrey, you have Lamar Jackson, and you have Dak Prescott. And they are up for both of those awards. And I just think that sometimes, depending on which way you're arguing, Purdy, for or against... You lean a little bit too much to one side um, if, if you're a, a Purdy hater or a Purdy lover. I thought it was a perfect representation. The plays that he made with his legs on third down were magnificent. Mm-hmm. Heck, the, even the touchdown throw to Ayuk after they had the you know the ricochet on a third down, threading the needle, another, another great throw. But Christian McCaffrey, again, 90 yards on the ground, what, a couple of touchdowns, 42 yards receiving. Kittle wasn't a factor until late, but still, Ayuk had the great catch on a. There would have been a penalty on the play, but also that pass could have been intercepted. Sure. But it was just, it was to me, it was very representative of what we had this week. Of yeah, Brock Purdy did show his value to the 49ers yesterday, and was a huge part of it. And when they needed him to make plays, uh, he absolutely did. But it also doesn't diminish the performances of maybe others, including people on his own team, like Christian McCaffrey or Brandon Ayuk, who also made big plays. Uh, I think, yeah, I mean, again, I thought Dante's, outside of Dante going MVP because Lamar didn't play well, I I don't agree with that. It is a regular season award, but it's also like, I watched Lamar play this year. He was really, really good. Really good. And go ahead. You were going to say something. Yeah, I, I, I was. In the the point that I was going to make was, with how these games played out yesterday, the Chiefs completely dominated possession in the first forty minutes of this game. Baltimore only had the ball for about ten minutes. Lamar only had five completions, but it was still a still a one score, two score game throughout that second half, and Baltimore not committing to the run. Is just it was pretty crazy. It made it a one for for what was a, like a much much closer game. And so to see to, just to see like how it ended up playing out with Lamar. And I agree with you that no matter what, from what you said off the top, and for the listeners that missed it, I'll try to paraphrase the best. Lamar may have played okay in the game, but history will just it's not fair. We're gonna look back and he didn't get it done, and the interception Isaiah likely. Obviously, you know, his fault in that scenario, but he didn't have a lot of opportunities in that first half. No, you, you know, I, I some of you point out, which is great because it's like in my notes here, which is it did feel a little bit like Baltimore, and whether it's Lamar 
or, you know, whether it was what they saw. Now, it could be based upon Kansas City's alignment, but it did feel like it was almost like they tried to prove to us they could throw the football. Yes. Right? Like, and I'll, and I'll give you the, the perfect uh, analogy. Do you guys remember Deshaun Watson? And Lamar Jackson, by the way, his, his last year at Louisville was a lot like this. But Deshaun Watson was the best example of this. The year Deshaun Watson won the national championship, people remember, like, he wasn't that good throwing the football. You know, his numbers weren't as good. And what had happened, they used the, basically the regular season, either they promised him or he committed to, like, I want to show people I can throw. And so he was kind of up and down that year. Remember, they lost a pit at home. Um, they could have lost a couple other games. Then they get to the college football playoff, and now Deshaun Watson, all of a sudden, now he's back running again. And you're like, oh, my God, this guy's the best football player I've ever seen. Right? It was like he, they were trying to prove to us the whole year he could throw when he was just okay at throwing the ball, you know. And I thought that in a, in a small sample size, that was the issue with the Ravens. I don't know if it was Munkin. I don't know if it's what Kansas City was showing them defensively. I'm willing to believe that, that you, know, you take what the defense gives you. On the other hand, those first plays are scripted. Right? They go in and they script them. And it felt like there wasn't a balance of run-pass. And I almost feel like it was like we're trying to show, hey, Lamar's better now. He can throw the football now. And my whole thing is like, I don't actually care. Just win the game. And then, you know what, sure. people will come around on Lamar Jackson. So, uh, it's Doug Gottlieb Show. We're live at TyRite.com studios. We will hear from Dan Byer and when we're supposed to hear from him coming up next. That's my bet on this one. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. 
Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Doug Gottlieb. What up, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Shortly after the show, our podcast will be going up. If you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast. Also, follow, rate, review. Just search Doug Gottlieb again. Download that podcast. Every day at this time, we get you updated on stories of the day. I give you some commentary on it. We call it the press. Here we go. The press. What do you got there, Dan Byer? Well, Doug, let's start out with a Super Bowl. And not Super Bowl 58. We're going to start out with Super Bowl 59. Yeah, next year's Super Bowl. Bet Online has just released odds for who could win the Lombardi Trophy in New Orleans next season. Now, the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. Do you guys want to guess or should I just tell you? I guess. Uh, I'll guess. Okay. The favorite to win the Super Bowl next year is the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Jason Stewart, would you like to guess? Sure. Kansas City Chiefs. And Lorena? My guess is the Lions. All right. One of you is correct, and it would be Jason Stewart. The Kansas City Chiefs are the favorites. 11 to 2 odds. That's plus 550. The Niners are plus 600 at 6 to 1. The Lions are 7 to 1. Cowboys all the way down at 18 to 1. In fact, the Ravens, Bills, Bengals, and Packers, yes, the Green Bay Packers at 16 to 1, all have better odds uh, to win the Super Bowl next year. Do you want to do the back end of it because that's actually more interesting to me what team has the worst odds the longest of odds to win the super bowl next year carolina panthers all right jason stewart um let's see i'll stay in the same division and go with the falcons okay the falcons and lorena i was gonna go with panthers and now i'm blanking All right. Well, two of you are correct. It is the Carolina Panthers. They're the only team with odds of 150 to 1. The Broncos, Patriots, Saints, Giants, Titans, and Commanders all at 100 to 1. Jason's pick of the Falcons, they're middle of the road at 33 to 1. It's interesting. The the Commanders are interesting, right? Everyone thought Ben Johnson was going to get the job. Now they're interviewing a bunch of other dudes. And even one NFL insider said this is not a not a done deal. Right. Seattle involved in it. What was interesting with Seattle is they did speak with Ben Johnson uh, earlier this postseason, but they did not speak with Mike McDonald, who they will end up talking with tomorrow. So it will be Johnson's second interview with the Seahawks, but uh, this will be the first opportunity to the Seahawks get to talk with McDonald. And by all accounts, by all of the insiders, those two jobs could be wrapped up by uh, E. What is it? Right, which is, end which of is, business day tomorrow. Right, which is weird because, or from my perspective, I thought the commander's job was only still open because it was Ben Johnson's job. Right? Yep, yep and, that's what I thought. And it does not appear to be that way. Although maybe this is, he wants crazy money and this is them taking away his leverage, you know? 
I also think, too, if Seattle really wanted Dan Quinn, who, by the way, will get a second interview with the Commanders. Yeah, but wouldn't he have got the job already? Yeah, and I yeah, think that's... they lost two weeks ago. Yeah, that's the prevailing kind of thought in Seattle as well. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, kind of weird. Ron Rivera, by the way, interviewed with the Rams for their defensive coordinating position. That'd be a weird hire. <laughs> uh, you know, but, but he's, you know, he's, he's had, run some defenses, he's had, and he's had and he's had some. Um, he uh, he being, uh, what's his name, the head coach of the Rams? Why am I playing? Sean McVay. Uh, Sean McVay. He's had. You know, Wade Phillips was his first defense coordinator. Like he likes that he's young. His most of the staff is young, and then. You know, you got an old head on defense that can just handle that and he doesn't have to worry about it. Yeah. So he does like that. Should be noted, Joel Embiid not going to play for the 76ers tonight. He also didn't play against the Nuggets on so he's Saturday not just, night. So he's not just dug, ducking the Nuggets. Now he's ducking the Portland Trailblazers. I actually felt like he did this to try to escape any wrath of yeah, what I happened agree. on Saturday. So... Yeah, Joel Embiid out uh, tonight against Portland. The NBA did find Lakers guard D'Angelo Russell 15 grand for kicking the ball into the stands following that double overtime win against the Warriors on Saturday night. He was good in the overtime. He's really good. It was a good kick, too. I thought uh, the form was good. I thought he had good explosion, good plant leg. Yes. Potential. Got a future. Not much change in the top five of college basketball. On the men's side of things, UConn remained number one. In fact, the rest of the top five top five stayed the same uh, as of a week ago. But Wisconsin is now up to sixth, the team that you saw firsthand on Friday night against Michigan State. Duke is now seventh. And once again, after only having seven schools last week, the Big 12 now has eight in the rankings. TCU back in. Then a big win against Baylor on Saturday. AJ Store is so good. Transfer from St. John's. Yeah, he's a difference maker. He's, I mean, really, I mean, that's the difference. Otherwise, they're the same old Wisconsin team that can't go by anybody, but he's just, he's like elegant with the way he moves. He doesn't, not really forced movement, and he's going to be first team all Big Ten player. I don't know if he's Alondo Tucker-esque, but uh, that from that small forward position, but yep. uh, no, he's been very, very good. Yep. Uh, South Carolina remains the unanimous number one in the women's top 25. Kansas State coming in at number two. Iowa is third. LSU falling tonight. Now, I did not see the game, Doug, uh, against South Carolina. Yeah. And you mentioned it on Friday. I also didn't see uh, Kim Mulkey's coat. That Coca-Cola logo was something. That, 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 was, <laughs> that was just... Did you, see, did you see the story out today that LSU's women's basketball program lost uh, over $8 million last year? Yes. Now, some of it is $5 million to the old staff that they're paying off, whatever. But a lot of it is all this schmaltz. It's like it doesn't make you any money, even when you're really good. There's not the ROI. Football, there's ROI. Women's basketball, there's just not. And uh, one golf note that probably only concerns me uh, on the show, but uh, Terrell Hatton is leaving the PGA Tour to Whoa. join Live Golf. He'll be Whoa. a member of John Rahm's team. The uh, Live opening uh, event coming up in Las Vegas next week. And that is the press. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, check out the podcast. We'll talk about it. But the, 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 the premise of this show is I understand that there's plays here, plays there that do not count for or against the quarterback and how they played. But, like, once we have four or five years of data and you don't win these big games, you are who you are until you're not. This is Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DOUG. That's DOUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.